Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the beautiful, holiday-filled world of Nintendo. I'm James Montemontemagno. And I am Michael. Give me the deals, Rivette. Deals, deals, deals. Every single game right now, Michael, is on sale. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We were just going through some of the lists, and we had to put it down because it's it's a little overwhelming how much stuff is on sale right now. If you're getting it, then this is going to come out literally the day after Christmas. So if you just got a Nintendo Switch for the holidays, like go onto the eShop, every single game imaginable, like you'll have a hard time finding anything in it because there's so many. It just keeps scrolling and scrolling and game on sale. And like your Switch will come to a crawl because so many PNGs (laughs) will come through. Yeah, it's probably not the best way of presenting the like the deals, but there, there, there's a lot and there's a lot of really, really good ones, to be honest. Oh, you know what I need to do is all you got to do is go to your uh, wish list. If now, if you are a Nintendo uh, dispatch diehard, you'll know that essentially every single week, Michael and I just add a thousand games to our wish list. Uh, and that's where you want to go because it shows you the deals right on there. So that's kind of cool. I'm looking on here and yeah, a lot of these games that I have on here, about half of the games that I have in my wish list are on sale right now. If they're, if they're also diehard fans of the show, they'll know that it took us about six months to realize where our wish list actually went to. <laughs> we, were, we remember we were on the show and we were like, I don't know where these are saving to. Yeah. Well, you, and I still just had to kind of remember. I was like, oh, where do I go again? Oh, I go up here <laughs> and then I click on that. They couldn't just put it in the bottom left with everything no. else. No, no, got to hide easy. it. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we do have a special edition of Nintendo dispatch for everyone. We're going to break down our top picks of 2018. We're going to do that. Of course, at the end of the show before the, what you've been playing, uh, after we get through the news and the new releases, surprisingly, Michael, I thought that we we're going to have nothing to talk about because you know, it's like the week of Christmas, but we have quite mm-hmm. a little bit of news to talk about. Yeah, there's some stuff. There's some, you know, there's some stuff here. Yeah, we don't want to go too deep into anything crazy. No, like, whoa, my goodness, like this, you know, crazy thing happened. But there's some fun things that happened. So let's break it down. And the first thing that we always like to talk about in the in the week of news seems to be that everything's going great for Nintendo. I don't know about the U.S. stock market, but I do know things are going okay for <laughs> Nintendo. Um, there's a new report over from Polygon uh, that reported uh, on our good friends over at Niantic, the creators of Pokemon Go, you know them. Apparently, they're worth about $4 billion. Uh, um, Damn. Is, yeah, that's a lot of money. So uh, they're doing fairly well. They just had a uh, another round of venture capital, which uh, brought in uh, $200 million. And that is after a uh, their last round, which was another $200 million, which put them at a $4.7 billion dollar valuation and now they're at about four billion dollar valuation and some cool things that came off of this article is that obviously they're doing extremely well they are still among pokemon go itself right now remember they have multiple games but pokemon go is among the top 200 apps um it's doing Mm -hmm. extremely well as far as dollars sold as one of the top profitable games of the year as far as mobile goes now they keep adding more and more to it. So Pokemon Go, just we talked about last week, entered PvP multiplayer, which, you know, we're not great or best friends in the game, Michael. So apparently um, not. 
Yeah, not good. You need to, you know, get all my gifts. And I think that's how you're doing more gifting, apparently. So, and they seem to be really heavily invested in it. I don't think Pokemon Go is going anywhere. Uh, And also, they have the Harry Potter Wizards Unite augmented reality game, which I know, Michael, when you found out about that game, you probably just fell out of your chair in excitement. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited to try it. I I hope it's a little different though. Like I don't want just Pokemon Go reskinned as a Harry Potter game because when the trailer came out, they don't show you anything, so you have no idea what you're actually getting into. But I'm hoping it's uh, you know a little different. I want to I want to kind of I don't know experience the magic. Yeah, experience the magic. Become a wizard. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if their evaluations going up, it just it means we're going to see more Pokemon Go. We're going to see more games like Harry Potter and and they can continue to push that. And who knows, make some really interesting advances in that sort of area. I think I think that as a game like these location based games are still really exciting. I think they can, um, you know, it'd be, it would just be interesting to see them push it a little bit more. I think there's still a lot they can do with those games. Now, to continue with the, the money trend and the tracking, NPD Group put out another, uh, I guess, report saying that Nintendo Switch outsold the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in terms of dollar sales for uh, the month of November. So this is huge. This is a big, big thing. It says no matter what, though, even though Nintendo outsold them in dollars, that all three of them did really, really well. NPD analyst Matt Priscatella said that for the first time in history, three console platforms achieved more than 1 million units sold in a November month as the Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One each generated over 1.3 million units of sales, which is, that's Really, really impressive. Uh, And then he goes on to say that it is only the second time in history any three platforms achieved more than 1 million units sold in a November period. The first occurred in November 2010 when Nintendo DS, Wii, and Xbox 360 achieved it. So it's not even that, you know, he's saying that it's the first time ever that all three did it. But really, it, it doesn't even come close that much you know these guys are just running away in november this year um but the switch is the only one to see year over year growth which i think is also very very telling i mean all signs are pointing to nintendo and the switch uh primarily are just crushing it they're doing a fantastic job with it and nintendo is still feeling confident that they're going to hit that milestone for the amount of units they need to sell which that would be extremely impressive. I'm still skeptical on that, but uh, it seems like, you know, they're they're definitely picking up some steam here. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, you know, they had that uh, article with Reggie coming out about $250 million plus over that holiday weekend and just strong mm-hmm. growth. Now, I will say this, like you mentioned, is a little bit weirdly written because you normally say, oh, Nintendo outsells the, you know, everyone, but they say it in dollar sales. So, mm. you know. I mean, they all sold really well. And of course, the Switch is like a, it's hard to say because, you know, the Xbox comes in many prices from $200 to $400 and the same with the PlayStation from from $200 to $300. So in the games are different prices. So it's a little bit of a mismatch. But like you said, it seems mm-hmm. like everyone's doing well. So I like to hear that the video game industry is doing well because everyone has been like, oh, cell phones and those iPads going to take over. But I don't, I think that that's the case, you know? No, not at all. Yeah. Well, some 
kind of follow-up news. Uh, quite a few podca- <laughs> podcasts back, I would say, we reported on the quirky refund policy that Nintendo doesn't have and how that was upsetting some of the different kind of pro- consumer protection agencies in the world. So we reported on this a long, long time ago, but when you go and you pre-purchase a game or buy a game online from the eShop, there's no refunds at all. Uh, so if you just do a pre-purchase of a game that doesn't come out for six months, like in it, that then that game has like one-star reviews and you're like, oh, I don't want that anymore. Like you can't refund that at all. Uh, now this isn't a problem in the US, but this is definitely a problem in a lot of European countries, specifically in Germany and in Norway, uh, the, both the German Consumer Protection Authority uh, and also the Norwegian Consumer Council seem to both be taking Nintendo directly to court, uh, especially the German uh, Consumer Protection Authority, uh, around that pre-order cancellation policy. You know, there's been other companies that have have had this before. Um, they've had a reverse course like Steam. They've had to open up and get full refunds, even if you've played the game uh, on it. Uh, now, Nintendo is defending itself. Uh, there's a bunch of legality stuff on here. But they're saying, um, in general, that there's a quote in this uh, um, article of the European Consumer Law Directive. And they say the first entry here list says consumers can't withdraw from a deal. And so I'll quote that article and you can take it with you well. But it says, if the performance has begun with the consumer's prior express consent and with the acknowledgement that he or she will lose his or her right of withdrawal once the contract has been fully performed by the trader. I'm not a lawyer, Michael. I don't, that sounds like (laughs) weird terminology for a pre-sale, but I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, okay. So based on that article, right? So as you said, it's article 16 of the 2011 slash 83 European consumer law directive. Sounds like really fun reading. I'm sure everybody's really enjoying it. Um, But based on that terminology, Nintendo's not doing anything wrong. Right. They're saying if we tell somebody before they start to buy this, they don't get their money back. Like we we are telling them they're acknowledging it. They're signing off on it. The problem is it's just super shady. Yeah. And for Nintendo to be like a family company and oh, we're always about the the gamers in the community and blah, blah, blah. This is a perfect example of you being a shady company, right? Just if if it's a pre-order, nothing has even happened yet. There's nothing even downloaded, let alone somebody played it. Let them get their money back. What what is the harm in that? You know, why are you holding on to it? You you're doing okay. What is the problem here? I get that they they would probably win this lawsuit because this terminology, I mean, is in their favor. But it's just really crappy of them to be doing it, to be honest. Yeah, they should. Uh, they need to reverse course. They'll, you know, Nintendo listens and they'll they'll figure mm-hmm. it out. But it is kind of crappy in general. Yeah, I do think if if EA <laughs> with Origin and Steam have this right, or at least to the to to the according to NCC, it's the only ones that are even remotely close to what they think is acceptable, where you know you can you get a full refund and in Steam's case, you get a full refund even if you've downloaded it and played the game, yeah. you can get a full refund. You know, so it's not asking a whole lot for Nintendo to say, look, if they haven't downloaded and it's still in pre-order, people should be able to refund it. Like you should be able to correct course on yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Fix it, Nintendo, get on it. 
So that's some sad news. We also have some more sad news for anybody still playing Minecraft on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Vita, or the Wii U. And the sad news is there will be no more updates coming out for those consoles. Wah, wah. Uh, this has been kind of in the know for a little bit. Apparently, Microsoft had said that after the uh, aquatic update, which was the most recent big, big update, that it wouldn't be supporting those anymore. It just wouldn't be putting out any more updates on them. They actually went on to say that the older generation of consoles now make up less than 5% of our active players. And so we've made the difficult decision to focus our efforts to support players where they play Minecraft the most. Makes total, total sense. I will say that they, people on 360 and PlayStation 3 and Vita and all and Wii U, you probably still managed to get one of the most important updates that ever came out on Minecraft. And that is the Nightmare Before Christmas mashup pack. I also downloaded it. I made sure to buy it the second I found out it was out and it is amazing. So you, you, you got in there and you, and you got the one that mattered. Yeah, there you go. I'm looking at the website now. I'll definitely put a link to this. It's pretty, uh, fantastical looking in general. We know it's one of your favorite movies, if not the favorite, your favorite movie of all time. It's amazing. And it has the real soundtrack. Like Danny Elfman actually sings in it, which is the only time there's singing that I know of in Minecraft. Um, it's the real, real legit music. It's everything. It's it's amazing. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to. I mean, if I played Minecraft, I would download and buy this, but I don't. So there you go. <laughs> well, you know, even more sad news, <laughs> Michael. This is a, a downer for the end of the of the year. But, to be honest, yeah, this is our Christmas downer yeah. episode. <laughs> our good friend Damon Baker. Now you may know Damon Baker because um, he has been at Nintendo for about twelve years as the global uh, manager of brand licensing. And then he recently, you probably saw him in a bunch of the Nindies directs because he is the head of third-party marketing and communications. He was in a lot of the Nindies, the Runbow commercials, a bunch of other things. He's decided after 12 years that he will be leaving Nintendo in 2019 to pursue a new opportunity. He said it it won't be the last time that they hear from him. You know, he's been around for a long, long time. And I said, like, um, he's been all different roles, the global manager of brand, uh, third party marketing, and then head of partner management. Um, So that's where a lot of that Nindy stuff came from. So all different roles. We wish him the best in all of his ventures. We will miss him and we will see who is in the new Nindy's videos. But very sad to see Damon leave um, because a lot of that stuff is really, really good. So sad. Yeah, I'm I'm interested because he's in the article or in the the tweet he says that you will definitely be hearing from him again really just interested in see where he goes like what another company or starting his own like what what's he going to be doing it's kind of be exciting to find out yeah following him on twitter so we will see Uh, now let's get into some good news there's some game news there's three big things that i wanted to talk about Uh, i'm going to go the first one and then there's a few little fun ones i'm going to leave up for you uh michael um because i figure we gotta at least have some positive news after all this downer And um, the first thing is that, uh, well, I'm a big fan of Suda51 and Travis um, Touchdown and all of his games and Travis Strikes Again is coming out officially on January 18th. Uh, They had a big kind of new trailer announcement for Travis Strikes Again and also outlined that there will be two DLC packs. Um, The first uh, volume one will be Black Dandelion, 
which comes out on the 22nd of February, which has a new playable character with new skills and like advanced parts of the game. Um, and then also Bubblegum Fatale on April 30th. Again, new playable character, more stages, things like that. Now, the DLC will have a season pass for $10, so you can kind of subscribe and get more stuff. That's a pretty good deal. If you buy the retail version of the game, it'll be included in there. I can't find the price of the actual retail, like final version of it, but I do know that's coming out soon. So I look forward to Travis Strikes again. Um, pretty, pretty up on that. So yeah. Sweet. And then in some other fun news on games, we've got a couple tweets alluding to what's going to happen with Celeste. Matt Thorson actually tweeted out that Celeste sold over 500,000 copies in 2018. And he basically was just saying, thank you for everybody. We never expected it to reach so many people. And they went on to say that there's going to be more coming soon, like more levels coming out. And I think that's, you know, I have not personally played. I'm not one of those 500,000. I know you did and you love it. So I think that's, you're probably extremely ecstatic. I'm excited to actually get it and play it too, because I, I hear nothing but good things. And then for any Super Meat Boy fans, Super Meat Boy Forever will be coming out April 20th, uh, or April 2019, excuse me, on the Nintendo Switch, Epic Game Store, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. So I know a ton of people are Super Meat Boy fans, and I'm sure that this is something they're also really excited for. Happy to see those finally. Not only obviously great work to uh, Matt Makes Games, Matt Thorson, the whole team, and K Paul, my uh, my good friend that works over at uh, Team Meat. I'm really excited to see that stuff come out. So good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, before we get into the bestsellers in the games, I had two really cool things I wanted to talk about in the world of accessories, Michael. The first thing is, remember those NES controllers that I bought and still haven't opened yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, apparently they are going to work with more than just the NES classic games. That's cool. That yeah. adds a little bit of value to them then. Apparently they're going to work with new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which comes out in a few weeks mm -hmm. uh, because there was a video from Game Explain that said, yeah, all you got to do is remap the buttons um in the pause menu and it totally works because it's new super mario brothers and to play a mario game you only really need an a and a b and it totally works and the gamecube controller works too which is crazy well that's kind of cool i guess are you excited i mean is this going to be is this something that makes you buy super mario brothers u deluxe or were you already going to get it does this are you even going to use are you even going to open the controllers um, so these are all valid questions. <laughs> I definitely plan on buying new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe only because I never got to play the Luigi one. And that's going to be included in this. And that game was amazing. I love anything new Super Mario Bros. One of those are one of my top favorite games. I love side scrolling Mario. So I'll mm -hmm. be picking up that and I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to break it down and maybe that will be when I open it. I just haven't found a reason yet to open it up. So there's that. Well, so. I, I mean, I'm I'm with you on this new Super Mario Brother games. I'm I did not play this one because I didn't have a Wii U, but I had Wii when it came out on that, and I loved it. Um, so I'm excited to kind of play this new version of it. I I think it'll be a blast. I uh, was looking into the pre-order. I decided not to do the pre-order, but I think I will be picking this up when it when it happens. Is it because you can't get a refund if you it's because I'm it, upset yeah. about the refund now? I don't I don't know. Reviews aren't you know maybe it's going to be junk. I don't I don't want to commit now. If if they change their return policy, I'd I'd 
jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, Nintendo, you're losing sales. Losing you're losing sales. You're losing out. I mean, hey, uh, look, if I if I jumped on the Super Smash Brothers game, I wouldn't even be able to play it because they're online is a dumpster fire. So I mean, oh, no, it's a, <laughs> I would be so upset. All right, and on that note, we're going to jump into the best sellers. As we always do every week, we run down the top 10 games that are the best sellers for Nintendo. And starting it out, <laughs> to no surprise, is Smash Brothers, despite online problems. Number two, Bouncy Bob with 99% off. I think, what, what do we say? It was 10 cents now for that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number three is Gris. Number four is Diablo 3. That is also 34% off. Number five is Katamari Damase Reroll. Number six is Stardew Valley. Number seven is Mario Kart Deluxe 8. Number eight is Super Mario Party. Number nine is Overcooked 2 with 25% off. And number 10 is No Reload Heroes, 90% off. Now, there's always in the top 30 new games that made it. We want to give them a little attention. So Sega Ages Fantasy Star is in 25th. And Firewatch, which I also bought, is in 28th. Nice. Good to see Firewatch come out. I'm glad that it broke in. And I think right now it's mm. going to be kind of hard for some of the new releases to hit the top because literally there are 5 billion games on sale. And uh, we mentioned it earlier, but... Uh, yeah, I, I literally am just looking through like on, I go to slick deals and it's on the front page and like just every single game, all of them, but you bought some of these games. Is this correct? You bought a few of these top 10 games. I, I did. I, I pulled the trigger on that bouncy Bob. <laughs> I mean, 99% off. Like we said, it's 10 cents. I mean, <laughs> how could you not? Even if it's just absolutely terrible. I, I mean, they got to try it. And then uh, I also bought No Reload Heroes. I did not look into either of these games. I did not read any reviews. I just, you know what? When it's when it's like a dollar for two games, you just sometimes you got to pull the trigger. Firewatch, as I had said, was a game I've, I've been wanting to play for a long time. So I did buy that one last week when it came out. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm part of the reason it's in the top 30. Probably, probably you are. I'd imagine that it's all because of that sale. I, I know I did buy <laughs> one sale. I, I want you to play Bouncy Bob and report back next year, next, next year, I guess. Next year. Yeah. <laughs> next year, next year. And, uh, <laughs> because I want to know what you think. Cause I mean, I've already uninstalled it. So I, I've gotten as far as I need to, I got my 10 cents I, worth. I think I'm going to be putting it in my top pick for 2019. Bouncy Bob. Bouncy Bob. <laughs> All right. Well, let's break down the new releases going through the end of the year. Well, just about the end of the year, I would say the 30th. Um, um, and there's no retail releases. Boom. Done. I'm done. Next. <laughs> All right. Jumping into digital downloads. Those retail releases, man, that is always the way to go. Uh, so digital downloads, December 24th, we have Aero, Aero, Complete Edition. I'm not really entirely sure how to say that. Aero Complete Edition for $15. Black Sea Odyssey for $13. Digirati Indie Bundle Ink and Hacky Zack for $15. Diggerman, $5. Omega Strike for $15. Pipe Push Paradise for $11. Say that three times fast. Superhero Fight Club Reloaded for $10. 
Super Treasure Arena for $10. Then on Christmas Day, we have Abyss for $3. Odium to the Core, $5. Uncanny Valley for $10. And then on the 27th, we have Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Definitive Edition for $40. And Revenge of the Bird King for $5. So like we do every week, let's go back and call out anything that stands out. What what are you thinking? What what jumps out at you? Mm, um, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a rough week. I did browse through some of these. Some of these looked okay. So like Superhero Fight Club Reloaded is like a couch co-op four player. You know, you pick a superhero, kind of go against each other. Uh, Uncanny Valley is probably my pick. I know you wrote a lot down on here. I, I remember when this was uh, announced that it was coming out, um, got some really good uh, praise for it. I felt as if a few publishers just kind of saved all of their games. So Digerati and there's another one that just sort of saved all of their games till the end of the year and just trying to trying to say, OK, we're just going to release everything the day before the day on of Christmas and then get everyone that opens up their switch day of goes onto the eShop and then there are the games, you know, it's a good strategy. It's not a bad strategy. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time, you know, like the Digerati indie buddy bundle, right? Ink is on sale for like a dollar or $3 right now. So like they're putting it in a, a bundle pack for $15, right? I don't think that's right. I, I feel like there's some yeah. weirdness going on there. Um, so I did think that there was a few, cool games in here so i do think uncanny valley is cool if you love dynasty warriors well guess what there's a new dynasty warriors that's cool um i know that you're a big fan of the pipe uh pipe paradise pipe push paradise big fan (laughs) good stuff yeah i mean it's a puzzle game but i i in our notes i made a comment i was bored watching the trailer even if i couldn't even get through the trailer i think i'm gonna have a tough time with the game yeah that was rough the the arrow game looks kind of okay uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really sure. You said that I might like it, but it's kind of like this weird music slash on, like on rails, thing, battle, battle. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's. I I guess it's on rails. I mean, their character, their the way they describe it is it's speed through stunning stylized environments, tracing ribbons of light, releasing the energy in the music battle strange enemies and fight epic boss battles all driven by an incredible licensed soundtrack now when i was watching it i was kind of like all right i'm I'm digging the music but i did have to go and watch a few other trailers because the trailer that's on nintendo's website it's 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 a nice song but it's not like with what's happening on the screen so i sometimes they do that and especially when it's a music game I want to know, am I listening to actual game music or is this just some song that you liked and you just stuck it over a music game? And it seems like that may have just been pulled from it and just kind of stuck on there. So basically the levels have different, uh, like a different vibe for each level, the the type of music, maybe the genre of music different is different for each one. A couple of the trailers I saw, a couple of little gameplay videos I saw looked really interesting. It's something I think I would like for $15. It would have to wait till it goes on sale for me. But if you're a music fan, like that kind of game, eh, I, I could see people liking this. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm definitely into Revenge of the Bird King too. 50% bird, 50% man, 100% ridiculous. <laughs> it's pretty great. Mm. 
I don't know. <laughs> Anything for you? Like, what's your top picks? Anything on here that you're? Uh, there's really not. I, I think my top pick is Uncanny Valley for ten dollars. I like the um, for anybody that doesn't know, Uncanny Valley is a story-driven survival horror game. It's sort of uh, got a very pixelated look to it, so you know you're not looking at a real like realism. But I like those atmospheric games like i've said before you play as this security guard who's working a night shift in an abandoned facility in the middle of like nowhere so you're just kind of wandering around and you start to stumble on this i guess mystery or these these weird things going on and it just kind of evolves from there i did think that they have an interesting mechanic in the game it's a consequence system so instead of doing something and you die like in most games with this one it has like an effect a lasting effect on your character so maybe you fall and in this case your arm breaks now anytime you go to pull out your weapon it's a delay or maybe you can't and that now is causing you uh trouble throughout the game Mm. right so i thought that was kind of interesting it's not just you mess up you die it's you mess up and now you have to you have to suffer with that that screw up and the game gets harder every time you screw up. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I think the music game is interesting. Uh, I did play Digger Man when it was on. It's a mobile port. So I played it on that and thought it was kind of fun. It's cute, but it's free on your phone with in-game purchases. This is $5. So I'm assuming there's no in-game purchases, I would hope. Uh, but it's a, it's a very cute game. I just don't know. I, I, these port games are really tough for me, yeah. right? I mean, I played on my phone for free. If there's in-game purchases and you're charging me five dollars, that's that's a really hard uh, pill to swallow, and I would absolutely hate that. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's in-game purchases, so I can't I can't go on and recommend it. Yeah, that's that's some of the problem you got going on with some of these games, especially this week. So. I'll just say I'll look forward to 2019 and see what the new year brings, to be honest with you. I think you got some good stuff coming out. Well, you know, before we get to everyone's favorite section, let's uh, give them a new favorite section that they only get once a year, which is the top picks of the year, Michael. Let's go back and forth on it. We'll just say what our top games are. We were going to try to break it down and be like indie games or AAA games. And Michael said, that's too much work. Uh, so <laughs> and I don't even play that many AAA games. So at least now I realize I don't play that many AAA games. So, yeah, I know. I was browsing through my switch and I go, you know what? I've mostly just played a lot of legend of Zelda. Can that be my top pick? And you said, <laughs> you said, no, you said I'm not allowed to do that. So you're not, that's not a 2018 game. It's a good game. I, you know, I'm still playing it. It is. It, it, it won it in 2017 and 2018. It's that, that good. good. Uh, okay. So. I'm going to break down, I guess for me, my top pick as far as like I went and got in, you know, big triple A title because uh, everything else is just indie or smaller title. But I think they're all great games. So my top pick, surprisingly, uh, is a game that came out a while ago. Now, these are new games just available on the Switch in 2018. And I'm going to go with, uh, with I'm going to go with Doom, uh, Doom for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I've been playing it a lot and I'll talk about a little bit more uh, with what panic button did as they continuously update the game and support the game. I just think it's a fantastic port and it's a fantastic game. 
not only is it a great multiplayer, but the campaign is really good. There's multiple um, levels of difficulty. There's a lot of hidden objects in the game. I feel like this is sort of the definitive version of it. Uh, it, it runs at a great framework frame rate most of the time. Um, it's great in portable mode. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Uh, Panabon just did a great, great job with this game. And I'm just glad to see this game come to the Nintendo Switch because this is a game that traditionally wouldn't come to a Nintendo system in the past. And I'm glad that it did. And, it, and, it, and it's very, very good. And I think it's doing really well on it. So hopefully that means we'll be just continuing to see, you know, more of that. Now, for me, to no surprise, it's probably one of the games I've played the most on my Switch anyway. But and and you had to remind me that this was 2018 because it feels like it's been on it since the first day the Switch came out. But Fortnite, I've been playing it almost. I would say it's probably the game I play the most on my Switch. Um because it is so easy to just pick up and and play, there's a lot of reasons for me. You know, I know this game gets a ton of hate because people just like to hate stuff. I don't know. I why wouldn't you hate a free game that millions of people enjoy? But um, I I think it's I'm I'm always surprised with how much Epic uh, does for this game, considering it's free. I know they make a ton of money because of all the in-game purchases but none of those affect the play of the game which i think is important it's not a pay to win you pay because you want to look a certain way or you want that cool skin on your guy or you, you know you're paying because it's all cosmetic and and that's the way to do it right that's the you're not getting any strength you're not getting any buff to to go out there and beat people a certain way you're just doing it because it looks a certain way that you want and i think that's great and you know, I'm really, really enjoying uh, the Christmas sort of season right now in the game. Every time I jump into the world, I, I sometimes I just walk around because I like seeing the houses with the blinking lights. And I just really like that they do this so much. I think that you could have the same exact experience if you don't pay a single dollar or if you're somebody that wants to put money into it. I paid, I think, $10. And I've been able to play every season since then, um, I, you know, and it was a $10 initial investment. Now, I will say that if you do that, you do have to play a certain amount so that you earn enough in-game currency to buy the next season. And if you don't do that, then obviously it's another $10. But I'm not somebody that really cares about those like epic skins. So I'm very content with everything I earn by playing the the seasons. And I... I I think you can have the same exact experience not paying a single dime. So I, I'm. it's a definitely a great game, uh, despite all the hate that people like to throw at it. I think they're doing a great job. Nice. Yeah, I surprisingly didn't put any of the free-to-play games. You know, I haven't played Warframe yet. I still have it. I definitely played Fortnite. I don't I don't have it on, on my game. And it wasn't really for me. I, I did play a lot of Paladins. Mm -hmm. We talked about it, but I... I don't yeah. think it has the drawing appeal like you had for Fortnite. And I even jump back in randomly to play a game and I'm like, ah, all right, I'm good. I think, you know, I kind of, it, it didn't draw me back. Like Fortnite seemed to be drawing you back in. So I didn't put any of the free to play. So I think Paladins has a lot of, like a lot of potential. I think that their, their mar their, their um, business model is a little broken in that it's so grindy to do anything. You know, whereas mm -hmm. whereas Fortnite, I feel like even though like you you still get stuff, you can still earn stuff by not doing anything, and it just doesn't feel 
as grindy and it doesn't feel, you know, like the challenge is just, I don't know, everything about it seemed like it was a little harder to do. Yeah. And I, that was what turned me off of it. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. I would say that I, I definitely spent tons of time playing Paladins. I definitely mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And I think it probably just made me want to play Overwatch, even though I've never played it, but you keep telling me I, I would like it a lot more. So hope, I, I think you would love it. Hopefully 2019 brings Overwatch and I'll play Overwatch and then we'll do that. There you go. All right. I'm going to break down a few um, smaller games that I really enjoyed. I'm just going to go through this list. I have I have uh, three of them, but I've mentioned recently Skyforce Anniversary. I think it's a fantastic shmup. It's one of my top picks. I love it so much, but I want to go back a little bit. Um, uh, you mentioned Celeste earlier and you mentioned that I played it. It is probably my top pick uh, of games for 2018. I simply love this. It's a platformer. It's not too hard. Uh, it can be hard if you want it to be. Um, you can do all the challenges. You can get all the strawberries. You can do all the things. I just had a blast with this game. It's it's absolutely delightful to play through. Um, it felt the right amount of everything as far as music, atmosphere, graphics, price felt just right. Uh, they did a fantastic job. And then the other game I wanted to mention real quick is another game that I mentioned earlier this year that I played through completely. So all these games besides Doom, I've played through almost, I've, I've played through the, everything but Doom on my list complete because I'm still playing through Doom actively. But Lightfall is a game by Bishop Games. I believe it was a Kickstarter originally. My boss had mentioned it to me. But it came out on the Switch. It's only out on the Switch and Steam, so it's actually a Switch console exclusive. Uh, and this game is a side-scroller. Um, you play this little tiny character through this really beautiful world where you're trying to like save it, basically. And the cool part is that you spawn magical boxes beneath your feet as you're playing, which leads you to kind of run really fast and then kind of do pixel perfect platforming but again it's not too hard it's not over the top the only problem i had with it was that the end boss took me forever to beat i remember i was super upset on it uh but it was a beautiful lovely game and it's on sale right now for like eight dollars and i couldn't recommend it enough i think they did a fantastical job on it and it was one of the games i really really enjoyed playing this year i would say for me another big game that i played would be battle chasers this was something i was putting in a lot of time i actually ended up taking a break from it just because there is so much time to it where i'm in a grind stage right now where you're just kind of trying to level up your guys but the art style of it and just the character design everything about it was just a fantastic fantastic game i'm really really enjoying it and looking forward to kind of jumping back in it just it's a little bit more of an investment than some of like a Fortnite, where maybe you've got 10 minutes to jump on a game and just play through battle chasers you know it's a it's a story driven rpg you you're you want to be invested you want to put in some real time and uh and, and it's a little bit of a dedication so i will say if you like rpgs if you like comics in any way uh, Battle Chasers, that's where it got its start. It was pulled over from a comic series. And it is, I went back and read those comics after getting into this. It, and it's, it's, you would think you're just watching, you know, the comics. It's, it's dead on. The, the, the character design is fantastic. Everything about it's fantastic. So I think it's a great one to, to jump in at. And for me, my number one pick of, 2018 is hollow Knight. anybody that's listening to the show knows i've been playing this game for almost all of 2018 at this point because it is so much bigger than i originally thought you know i'd already talked about battle chasers i'm like oh i need a break from 
from Battle Chasers. This game's taken a long time. It's a big investment. I'm going to jump on Hollow Knight. I think Hollow Knight's even bigger, to be honest with you. <laughs> the game just continues to go. I was the other day. I was like, all right, I feel like I've explored the entire map, I, you know. But every time I turn around, I find a new spot, and I so I decided to look up the map. I wanted to just see how big is this map. There's still so much I haven't even explored. I don't understand. I, I feel like they're sneaking in updates every night, and I just don't realize it because it just continues to grow. But it is an adorable game. It is an amazing story. Again, the character design, the animation, it runs silky smooth on the Switch, and it's a fantastic game. It's absolutely worth the the cost. I think it was... I don't know, a sub $20 game. Um, you've got all the DLC that was that originally came out for Hollow Knight, all included. Fantastic, especially if you're looking for games where you get your money's worth out of it. This is Hollow Knight. It, it's a must, must play. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that came out this year. You know, I was going through my list and I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, just talking about them really made me think about how good a year it was for games, especially on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So pretty excited. What about accessories? Anything you know, we talked a lot about accessories and different things that have come out. Any top picks for you, Michael? Yeah, I've got my two. We mentioned it, I think, last week, the week before this new gaming grip that I got from Satisfy amazing amazing it started i believe as a kickstarter that now is an actual product you can go on and buy they've got one for like the the um the i I don't know what is it whatever it's called like the dog dog head or whatever people call it you Mm -hmm. know when you put your joy cons in and use it so that it can stay docked they do have one now that replaces the one that comes with the switch and then one that you actually slide your switch into so that it just is a little bit more ergonomic and feels better for your hands especially if you get a sore thumb like i've been when i play for long periods of time it's fantastic the other one i would highly highly recommend now that i've had some time to kind of throw it around and beat up on it a little bit i actually had it in my pack when i was down in the city and i got some water in my backpack just because it had been raining all week weekend long the case the water just wrote you know ran right off of it and that is my tom talk case that they were kind enough to to shoot us so that we could try them out and i will say i've been putting it to the test it is fantastic it looks brand new still so they definitely hold up and not another scratch on my switch because of it so nice. i'm i'm super happy with both of those purchases very nice. Yeah, I'll put a link to both of those into the show notes. And I believe you can still use our discount code on Amazon Dispatch for 20% off the TomTalk case. I'd have to verify again, but I'm pretty sure it's still active. They gave us that code, mm-hmm. which is cool. Now, I will say there's one thing I was going to mention in the accessory section, but it happened to be my accessory pick of the year. I just got it in. Uh, it was a Kickstarter I did. It's great that all these great Kickstarters are actually delivering. Uh, it is a a Bluetooth wireless adapter for the Nintendo Switch. It's called the Genki. It's from Human Things. That is the company that makes it. Um, And the Genki is the name of it. So, is the name of it, right? So, what's cool here is how many times have we complained uh, that there's really no good way to wirelessly stream audio from your Nintendo Switch to your wireless headphones? You know, if you think of your Mm -hmm. Xbox or your PlayStation... You just plug that into your controller and boom, you're good to go. And there's no, nothing built into the pro controller to do that. Um, when I am playing portable, I can just plug in a headphone to it, but then you got this cable that's hanging off of it. And if you're playing 
a game such as Fortnite that has uh, microphone support, well, guess what? You're going to have to find a at least a, a headphone that has a microphone built in. And you may not have that. And you may have a wireless one that has that built in. So this Genki thing is anywhere between 40 to $60 based on the bundle that you get. But it's beautiful. It's super um, well-designed. It's a little tiny adapter. I already have a review out on our website. Go to nintendodispatch.com. There's a reviews button. You can give it. I give it a 4.5 out of 5. It's a tiny little adapter. You plug it into the bottom of your USB of of the Switch. Now, the first thing that I want to say is that's for portable mode, and it even gives you a USB-C pass-through. So Hmm. you can still plug a power supply in while you're using it. Now, the cool thing is that two headphones can be paired with this thing. So you can have output to two devices at the same time, which is kind of flipping cool. And then I got the dock adapter. So the dock adapter is just like a a longer USB to USB-C adapter. You plug it in into your dock when your switch is docked. And then instead of audio coming from your TV, comes out of your headphones that are, or any other Bluetooth speaker, by the way. It doesn't have to be headphones. It could be like a big you know, um, Sonos bar or something like that, you know, some, anything Bluetooth, Hmm. um, which is really cool. And it, and it literally just works like it works and it works great. Um, I don't have anything really negative to say about it. I mean, the only bad part is that if it's hooked up to your TV and you want your audio to come from your TV again, you got to unplug the thing, you know, Okay. like the switch. Once you plug this in, the switch goes, Oh, this is USB audio. So it's only going to come out of, the USB, it's not going to, there's no way to be like, oh no, just kidding. Go out of the HDMI. You know, there's no way to do that. But what I like here, and I put this in the review is that you actually can get a nice audio boost out of it because you'll have two levels of granularity on your audio. You'll have the switch audio and then your headsets audio too. So I have like a little cheap $20, you know, um, wireless Bluetooth headphones and you can bop it up and down on both of them in the game and it and not the audio is seamless there's no lag it works per it literally just works as you would expect michael hmm that's fantastic yeah and i mean we as you and i said that's a huge problem that we've been experiencing with the switch so that's pretty exciting that it works and so seamlessly yeah and one thing for you since you're a fortnite player is they sell with this thing is the is the bigger bundle that comes with the 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 dock adapter the bluetooth adapter but they also have a microphone adapter and what yeah the microphone adapter it's in the video or it's in the photo that i have it goes into the audio port of it so it's a little That's awesome yeah for fortnite or any other game that support that you just plug that in that way you have the microphone still that you can talk to on your switch and then you can do the wireless audio. So boom, you're good to go. It has everything built right in. It's phenomenal. Mm. It's great. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That is a that's a really, really good thing. So until Nintendo can get that themselves, I think this is a perfect solution for it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh well, you can get them still. You can go to Indiegogo. I linked to that in the uh in the review. And I mean I paid for this myself. This wasn't a sponsored review, but I just wanted it and I would say it's a uh, it's a game changer if you live with a partner. So there you go. I love it. Yeah. Well, my friend, that gets us to everybody's favorite part of the show. What you playing? What you been playing? <laughs> okay. Well, I want to report back here first and foremost. First and foremost, that I am now super fit, Michael. Yeah. You're feeling super fit now. Feeling the burn. Okay. 
I did my fitness boxing, pow, 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 jab, punch, one, two, with fitness boxing, feeling fit. I'm feel, I actually do feel a little sore, actually, in my arms. That's uh, the truth. So we booted up the demo. The demo is very good. So the demo gives you um, two or three days, basically, of the normal daily training that you can go through. It starts off pretty slow, so you got it takes a little bit to go through it. Uh, and then it also gives you 10, um, 10 tokens basically to do freestyle, which you could just, you could just do as like kind of redoing an activity. So normally mm-hmm. when I do it, I'll do a, a day, which is like a 10 minute exercise or so it seems like so far. And then I'll do a, a another one. So it's about 15 minutes, burn about a hundred calories and it tracks your calories. It counts how well you do. You can unlock new outfits for your fitness trainer. Uh, the debt, you might as well get the tra- trial because it's completely free. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I definitely feel sore. The Joy-Cons are pretty responsive. I think not perfect, but it feels like a pretty good use case for it. it, it it's good. It, it's good, not great, right? So I feel like it didn't register my hooks and punches. You could totally fake it out too if you want to. But if you just mm-hmm. are doing it for fitness, like you'll feel pretty, uh, you'll feel pretty little sore in the morning if you're not working out like I do. So, cause I just cycle, so I don't really do armor fitness hmm. and you can do two player by the way. So you if you have multiple joy cons, so if you have four joy cons, oh, you nice. can do two player, Heather and I did it side by side and that was fun. Yeah. And you get, you get rated and things like that. Kind of like one of the, the dancing games almost, but yeah, pretty solid, pretty good. That's kind of cool. I want to yeah. try this out. Yeah, do it. You know, and you'll, you'll feel fit too. Fit. <laughs> Uh, what have you been playing? Then I'll come back to me. I've been talking too much. Okay, so for me, I have continued playing Steam World Heist. Really, really loving it. I've kind of hit a wall right now because, you know, I was cranking along. I'm doing really good. And all of a sudden, I'm in a stage that seems impossible. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. Well, like, it went from just this is smooth sailing to just very, very difficult. Um, I'm, I'm, I've kind of backpedaled a little bit trying to figure out, okay, how can I fix my, I, I now have a handful of characters that I can utilize. So I'm trying to figure out who's got the best strengths, what's the best weapons for them so that I can finish and get my three-star rating on this one level. Um, it's, it's a real challenge. It's proven to be a real, I refuse to lower the difficulty. Uh, I will not do that. This game will not beat me. So I'm just trying to figure out what is the correct way of doing it and then i just downloaded moonlighter mm. which i'm really really enjoying if you like i don't know if you like the look of uh like golf story or the game uh stardew valley you know that sort of look and actually very similar to stardew valley in its gameplay moonlighter will probably be for you this is a dungeon crawler and i thought that's kind of all it was i thought you just kind of you're trying to you know like a like a zelda you know you're going and you're trying to do a story and stuff like that well that is not at all what this game is about what this game is about is these dungeons suddenly appeared near this town and because of that all of these merchants and adventurers show up in this town because they want to figure out what's in these dungeons you know there's like a mystery around them all the you know you if you can get through all of the dungeons there's a fifth dungeon that nobody's been able to open and they want to know why what is in that dungeon mm. so you are actually a merchant so the only reason you go into the dungeons is to kill 
the monsters so that you can bring them back to your store and sell the things they drop. And it actually becomes a store management game more than a dungeon crawler. The dungeon crawler is the only, the, the only reason you're doing it is to get the ingredients. And then you have to go back and you have to build up the town. You have two different options. You can build up the town so you can get a blacksmith, which gets you a better weapon so you can get more ingredients mm. or you can get a like a, a magic shop again to kind of give you life so that you can get more stuff or a like a grocery store so that they can just sell the things you don't want to go get anymore you know like the raw ingredients for stuff and basically once you get those ingredients you go back to your store and you have to set the price and people come in and they oh they make a mad face because the price is too expensive or they make like a, a like a sparkly eye face if it's too reasonable and you have to price it based on the demand and based on their reaction. So I try to get it just above like cranky because that's when you're going to make the most money, mm. right? If they're too happy, that means you're you're price too low. The demand is high and you're pricing it too low. So you have to find that balance and you have like this ledger and all this stuff that kind of helps you run and manage your store. It's really really interesting and and it's it's quite, it's kind of like Stardew Valley in the sense of, oh, I just want one more day. I want one more day so I can go into the dungeon, get more stuff, put it in my store, make a little bit more money, and I, I promise I'll turn it off. Oh, well, give me one more day, one more time, hmm. you know, because each cycle is only, you know, 10 minutes or whatever, morning and night. And a lot of times you run the store at the daytime and then you go at the dungeons at night to get more of the things you're going to sell in your store. So it's been really interesting. I probably have about five hours into it. I'm really enjoying it. It does seem very difficult. It is not easy um, because essentially you start the game using like a broom to kill the bad guys where you don't have, you don't have a sword yet. You don't have anything. You're a merchant. You don't have anything. You're just trying to find stuff to sell. So it's really, really cute, really interesting. I'm excited to see sort of like deeper in the dungeons and some of the other dungeons to see what they entail, because I can only imagine it gets harder and harder. There's some really interesting mechanics as far as, you know, you have your limited backpack of what you can keep so if somebody drops something it goes in your backpack well as you get lower in the dungeon there's certain curses on the items they drop which means if this one is next to something the the item to the right in the backpack gets destroyed so you have to start getting strategic on where things go in your backpack so that you don't lose stuff as well it's really really smart and and different unlike any other game i've played to be honest yeah, that's and it's on sale right now for twenty percent off too. And it, it is. It's a game I've been thinking about too. So it's intriguing. I like a good good breakdown of, of this game. I'm intrigued now even more than I was before. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't have very much else to really report on. I mean, I do have my new I did play a demo, another game that's on sale called Clash of Carrots, Ninjin. You play a is a ninja mm. bunny. Okay. And you like hack and slash your way through enemies uh, and you have ninja stars you throw at enemies. And essentially what has happened here is that someone has come in into the, 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 the kingdom and they stole all the carrots and you need to get the carrots back. <laughs> it's very well done, surprisingly. It's definitely worth a demo download. Um, and the demo, I played for about an hour, I think, and I still hadn't beaten it. And I was like, all right, I think I'm good with this game. But um but you know, I I still have it installed. I might I might go back to it. But it's pretty good for. It's called Ninjin Clash of Carrots. So that's what cool. It's, called. it's cool. Yeah, 
I did download the new Zen Pinball tables. They're very, very good, as you would expect. I didn't get to do a full playthrough, but I feel as if with this set, they spent a little bit more time on the challenges, and the challenges seem to be correct because the challenges in the first pack, you could almost get 10 stars or 10, max it out like almost immediately, especially in Medieval Madness. Like you didn't have to try and you would do really, really well. So this mm. one, I feel like the challenges are on on par, really well put together. Again, the, the games are great. I really en- enjoy the Attack of Mars was really good. It's one of my favorite tables um, when I go to the arcade and play. Because that one's fun because almost everything's worth a million points. So you get like half a billion points within a second. So that's really fun. Uh, that's a fun one to play through. Uh, and I mentioned earlier, I continuously playing through Doom. Uh, but I wanted to mention that uh, they came out with a new patch. Patch 1.2 came out. And I've been ever impressed with this game. Now, I want to say, though, remember how I said that this game just is super butter smooth. Everything is amazing about mm-hmm. it. Yes. yes. OK. <laughs> uh, um. So, OK, so it's not at some point. Oh, now I've been playing through a lot of it, about two thirds of the, the way through the game. And I'm taking my time really exploring, trying to find some stuff. Now, when there are a lot of lot of enemies on screen, like a lot, because once you get further on, like there's like a buttload of characters on the on the screen, there is some slowdown. It's not terrible and it doesn't last forever because you are kicking the butt out of a bunch of enemies. It's not unbearable. I feel as if you're usually playing through a 60 and then it drops down to 30, and that is definitely noticeable, but not a deal breaker. But patch um 1.2 came out. And it apparently has improved the frame rate, especially when docked, but also bumped up the resolution to 1080 by 720 instead of 1080 by 684. So that's actually good. I mean, that's really nice that they were able to bump up the resolution and improve the frame rate at the same time. So um, if you're a Doom player, go and grab that patch update. It probably updated already by itself. But to me, I still love it so far. Like I said, I did want to report back and say it's not a flawless game, but it's totally, they did an amazing job. I'm still blown away, Michael. I'm, I'm definitely blown away still. And, and this is you going back, and I think you were probably more actively looking for flaws now mm-hmm. because you had said that. So I'm sure, you know, that's that's part of it. Like before you weren't, you were just playing it and enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, now I'm kind of analyzing and breaking it down. But I, I still think it's, it's really, really good. So I give it a give it a thumbs up. I mean, it was my top pick for 2018. So there you have it. Uh, <laughs> I like it. you have like ten top picks for 2018. I have four: Doom, Lightfall, Celeste, Skyforce, <laughs> Anniversary, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. So it still made the top pick, though. Yeah, it's still top pick. It's my number one top pick. Bye. It's good. It's All good. Right, top cool. pick. I love Pick-a-week. it. A week. All right. Lots of good stuff. All right. Well, that's how we're going to close out 2018. We did it. We made it through a whole year of podcasting. We did it. Did it. Well, yes. Thanks, everyone, for putting up with us for 41, 40, I don't know, a bunch of episodes. I think we got into a groove. I'm feeling good about it, and I'm excited about 2019, and and I appreciate you being, uh, being with me, Michael. I can't wait. I can't wait for all the new games. I'm excited to see what you know, 2019 gets for us. I'm excited for E3. There's just so much for us this coming year. 
I'm I'm more excited than ever for the Switch and and what we've got going on. Yeah. Well, we want to, of course, hear from our listeners. You can tweet at us at Dispatch Podcast or go to NintendoDispatch.com and there's a contact button. We would love to know what's your top pick. Do you agree with us? Do you think we're full of malarkey? Then write us. Let us know. We'll We'll tell everyone what your favorite pick is in next week's episode going into New Year. So go ahead, hit us up. Uh, via email or on Twitter, and let us know what your top game of the year was, and and we'll let everyone know. We'd love to know. Of course, we'd love if you subscribe, leave us a review on the um, Apple Podcast if you're over there, or share it from Overcast. That's going to do it for 2018. This has been your Nintendo Dispatch.